At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then, book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. First of all, Matt, first Monday night game, I never answered your question. September 21st, 1970. I wasn't even born. 1970 was when they started Monday Night Football? Mm-hmm. I they was... had TVs then? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just I mean, kidding. it was crazy, right? And it Jet shows you and it shows you the trajectory of the NFL. Also, just the trajectory of sports and television and this behemoth that has become that. But when you watch now, I was thinking about this tonight. This is the Hall of Fame game. You have to be a real football sicko to watch the Hall of Fame game. And it's on in the background right now. I'm watching it. Will more people watch this than, like, probably a lot of sporting events, like oh, regular yeah. season they, sporting they, events? They yes, like, the Hall, of Fame, the, the Hall of Fame game will get a better number, a better rating than what every baseball game this year? Is that probably accurate? Every I, hockey I game this year? I, maybe, I guess. Um, you know, yeah, I probably until, until I, the playoffs, not like playoff, you know, not like the World Series or anything, right. but like the national you know, baseball games. Like right now, right now, as the Hall of Fame game is going on, the Yankees and Astros are playing also on national TV on another network. Well, one's on NBC, one's on Fox. Which gets a better rating? Hall of Fame. Oh, game, right? it's it's not even close. Right. I don't I don't think. Do you know what? So this is a little like TV stuff for you. The ratings for Bills games in Buffalo are astronomical. It yes. is insane how many people are watching their TVs or, you know, you're on the broadcast for the radio, listening to the radio. If you are home, you're in Buffalo, your TV is on and you're watching the Bills game. It's insane. It's not like that in every market. Basically, every TV in this area is turned on to a Bills game. And then when you consider there are people at the game, there are people watching with friends, there are people watching at restaurants or bars or parties, it is just nuts to know that like when the Bills are on in Western New York, everything stops for those three and a half hours. Well, let me get to a question I wanted to ask you. Speaking of Hall of Fame game, mm-hmm. right now, right yeah. now, look at the Bills roster. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Very confident in will eventually someday make it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Von Miller is a lock. Is a is a lock. Yeah, that's he could retire tomorrow and be a Hall of Famer. That's right. Nobody else could retire tomorrow and be a Hall of Famer on this team. No. Okay. 
Who I think going to make it, you are confident. I think at his current trajectory, Josh Allen is a is a Hall of Famer. Agreed. I think Josh needs to do if if he wins a Super Bowl and stays in this trajectory, even if he doesn't win a Super Bowl and he stays at this trajectory, he's a Hall of Fame player. If he does, I think that solidifies it as like, okay, you're if you're not a first ballot, maybe you're a second ballot Hall of Famer. All right, let, let me let me rephrase a question for you. Let's make this a little bit more open this up a little bit. If the Bills win the Super Bowl this year, mm-hmm. this year, then give me these guys because I think that does change. That, that gives you the bling, gives you the ring, and it gives you more cachet. Let's pretend the Bills win the Super Bowl. Who on this roster eventually is a Hall of Fame player when their career is over? Von Miller, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Agreed. Can I give you one that you want to debate? You ready to talk about? I think I know. Matt Milano. I was going to say Matt Milano. I was going to say. Could he be? Zach Thomas just got in. If they win a Super Bowl, I mean, he's already got an all pro under his belt. Uh I think foot. I think the thing about Matt Milano and it doesn't really matter but maybe it does more than I'm giving it credit for. Matt Milano, I don't think it's a ton of name recognition. Mm-hmm. I don't think Matt Milano has tons of people outside of Buffalo and really hardcore football fans who are like, ooh, Matt Milano. Like, I don't think there really no, is a ton of buzz around linebackers in general right now. He got, he got most- it last year, but it's taken, a, it's taken six years. Who is the most recognizable linebacker in the entire NFL? I mean. Well, if you just like off-ball linebacker, not edge rusher. Yeah, yeah, like an off-ball linebacker, not an edge rusher. Um, is it probably Fred Warner? I was gonna say, is it Fred? Is it Bobby Wagner still? Maybe, yeah, recognizable. Sure, I mean, yeah, him, Roquan Smith. Yeah, I don't know. Linebacker's a weird I one mean, to me. I, I just, but to circle back, I mean, I think um, you, you have. I would say this. Think about it this way: if Matt Milano plays out this contract in a Buffalo Bills uniform, where he just he has like four more years now. Mm-hmm. He would have played 10 years, at least make one all pro. Mm-hmm. That's legacy stuff. That's easily wall of fame, if not more, depending on what type of seasons the team has. Yes. The other person that came to mind was Trey. Right. Me too. Because he to have a really good, great. If Tredavious White becomes an all pro again after the injury this year. Yeah. 28 years old, which is what he is. He's he's on he might be on that trajectory. Yeah, it's it's I feel like there's three and then there's the conversation for everybody else. If they yeah. win a Super Bowl in Buffalo, Von Miller is already in. Josh, I think, is in regardless of if they win one or if they don't, if he stays on this trajectory. Cause I don't think he could have I know the Cam Newton comparison has been thrown around. I don't necessarily think that's fair. Cam Newton kind of hit a wall and then fell off pretty quick. If that is avoided from Josh Allen, then I think he's a Hall of Famer in Diggs. You look at Stefan Diggs' numbers. He's really impressive. Like, this is going to be a conversation with him in like two more years. Is LaShawn McCoy a Hall of Famer? Because okay, I was thinking about – I was, I think I was having – It's close. Yeah. I think he just misses. He does have two Super Bowl rings, but he didn't play really in the Super Bowls. But I think he just misses. Um it's funny. He's right there. He's like, like a little below the cut line. I'm okay with him not getting in. I'm not okay with the, the guy who went to the same high school and played in the same pro team as him in the Philadelphia Eagles, Ricky Waters, not being in. Ricky Waters, get Ricky Waters in the Hall of Fame, people, okay? 
he deserves to be in. So the next bill that will get into the Hall of Fame is Vaughn. Right. Right? Well, nobody well, well, hold on. Frankel. Unless Steve Tasker gets in through the um, senior committee, which he's now eligible. That uh-huh. happened. Yeah, I think Frank Gore gets in, and I think he probably gets in before Vaughn because Vaughn is going to play a couple more years. Vaughn's at least Vaughn's seven years away from being eligible, basically. Yeah. Hmm. So. Really, is Frank Gore a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Okay, this is a good debate. I've had it on the radio with Jeremy White and other people. I'm not saying he says different. I know he's a compiler. I get it. He also played running back in the NFL at the highest of left. Was really, really good for the longest time. That's really that's Hall of Fame to me. How do you leave out like the third or fourth leading rusher all time? I don't care how many years he played. I know, but I think LaShawn McCoy is better than Frank Gore. Hall of Fame is about numbers, man. Yeah, I know. LaShawn's got the numbers. He's not in. Bo Jackson isn't? Of course not. He played like a three seasons in the NFL. Yeah. You think Bo, ja- Bo Jackson was better than that? I've never, I never watched Bo Jackson play. Bo I just running back who ever played. He's never played enough because he got hurt. Yeah. Did he play baseball or football longer? Do you know? He played baseball longer, played football later, but Frank Gore, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, just, I yes, I've had this debate with people before. I just, I can't get off it. Frank Gore is, how do you, how can you constantly, Matt, you're in that room, right? I'm just going to mm-hmm. walk into you and say uh, he's the third leading rusher in NFL history. Yeah. How do you not put him in? Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. All right, you want to answer some Twitter questions? Uh, what are they called? X questions? Uh, Twi- you go ahead. Yep. What do you got for me? You know for the us. things on the social media app? All right, this yeah. one. Favorite throwback jerseys. You got one that you would like to give a shout-out to? It doesn't have to be football. It could be anything. Um, Favorite throwback jerseys. I think, I mean, the Chargers already have great jerseys, but the throwbacks are really good as well. Yeah. Throw Favorite throwback. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of good, really good ones. What do you like? In hockey? Hey, Buccaneers, I, maybe. The Buccaneers. Yeah, the, the, the creamsicles. That's a good one. Yeah. In hockey, I love the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. I think those should be their okay. jerseys forever. In football? I really like the um, cream school jerseys, but I will say I also love the um, the new the the old Seahawks jerseys, the jerseys that they used to wear. I think those are super clean. I have a gripe though that I want to make very clear here. You should not get to wear the jersey of a team if it moved in the org. You know what I mean? Like the Tennessee Titans should never be allowed to wear the Houston Oilers jerseys. So the Carolina Hurricanes never let me allowed not, to hard for, No, absolutely now, not. That, that I, is a slap I, in the face of those those fan bases. I 100% agree with you, except my colleague Bulldog made me rethink this because he brought right. up one example, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Do you really get mad if the L.A. Clippers wear the Buffalo Braves uniforms? Maybe there's a statute of limitations. Ah, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a good point. I never really thought about it that way, but that was like forever ago. Didn't the Braves leave in? Didn't the Braves leave in the seventies? Seventies, yeah. That was a long time ago. I mean, it was a long time ago that the Oilers left for Tennessee. It was the, was that the early nineties. That's thirty years ago. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a fair point. Hey, a fair see, point. 
I love it. It's a good question. It's what a fair else? point. All right. Thank you, Bulldog. Um, okay. This is just an interesting question. This is from Jay. How worried should we be about right tackle? Because I think if you go down the line, I think, you know, you know, it's going to be Dion. You know, it's going to be Connor McGovern. You know, it's going to be Mitch Morris. Then we have the question of like, okay, is it Osiris Torrance or Ryan Bates? There's really not anybody competing with Spencer Brown, but it also feels like that might be the least steady spot on the offensive line. It's a good point. And by the way, Spencer Brown did leave the, the field a little bit earlier than everybody. He didn't miss practice time at the end of practice. Looked like he was having trouble bending over a bit and he walked off the field with trainers as the other, as the rest of the team was stretching. So I do wonder what happens there. Uh, I don't know. Should be worried. You know, let, let's see how this plays out for the next few weeks in preseason. I think we can give you a, a much better handle on it then. But do you, is his starting, if he's healthy, is his starting job safe? Yes. Who, who's beating so? him out? Like you just said, you don't, I mean, who's beating him out? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. No. You know, the guy that would be, the guy that would beat him out probably is Brandon Shell. Yes. Cause he started what? 12 games for the Dolphins last year. No, yeah, I mean, you know, so. That's probably the guy that you would you would put there. But I don't think they're going to do that. No. Um, okay, so we've actually inadvertently answered a couple of these questions. Like Scott said, we always hear about who's doing good at camp. What about some guys who need to make a little bit of a progress? Middle of the offensive line, has it looked better than last year? That's from Phil. I think so. I think Connor McGovern yeah. looks like an improvement, and I think that regardless of Bates or Torrance, that will also be a step up. So I, I think the middle of the line looks better. I also think the middle of the line will look better if the bookends of the line look better. And I'm anticipating a better year from Deion Dawkins. And I'm anticipating a better year from Spencer Brown on the right side too, because I think there's only room to go, but up, especially there. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, that McGovern has kind of solidified that. And hey, I mean, if Osiris Torrance... I've been saying on the radio, if he wins the job, it might be more of an indictment on everybody else. Maybe not. I, I'll tell you, I did watch a really interesting rep between Puna Ford and Osiris Torrance at practice on Thursday. And Puna is so strong. He got low and he got under him. So he drove Osiris Torrance back. And you don't want to see that. But to Torrance's credit, he never got disengaged. He stayed on him. He didn't allow him to go over. He was getting beat. He was getting pushed back. I mean, that's, come on. That's veteran, rookie, really strong guy. So, I'll give him credit there. And I, I like that, that he, he was able to kind of hold that side of his ground. Meaning he was, wasn't holding his ground. He wasn't anchored, but he was getting pushed back, but he never allowed Puna to disengage. He kind of stayed with him and, you know, stayed in front of him. So I guess I, I like that. This one's from Chris who actually came to the uh, meetup at Barbell. We got a picture with him, but he just said, based on the depth of the roster, any trade candidates that you can think of as they get closer oh, to cut yeah. down day. I like this that question. A, this is a, um, a, a good question for maybe later, like a few weeks from now, but I love it because I think there's a few, man, right? You, you brought yeah. up Boogie Basham. Like, look Boogie at the answer. Basham, AJ Epinesa, Shaq Lawson. I don't think you'd get anything from Shaq. But Boogie, Boogie and AJ, right? They'd be on. Yep. Right? Boogie, AJ. <sighs> yeah. Could you get anything for? Could you get anything for? I think Cam Lewis makes the team now, so then that makes you wonder. Well, well, in the why, secondary, why, do you, why do you say that? That I think Cam Lewis makes the team. Yes, he's been all over the place. They use him everywhere, everywhere. They do. He's very versatile. I think the numbers are challenging there, though. I do too. How many? Because they're going to keep what four safeties and five corners. Yes. Where do you find? No. no. You, you got to go sick deep to get to Saran Neal, and he's making it. 
Okay, so your safeties. Seventh corner. Your safeties are, well, yes, but what if you think of him more as like Taiwan's replacement than you think of him as like strictly a DB? Because that's his only way, but they're using him everywhere. I think. Here's the reason why I think it's hard to think of him that way. Because there's other guys like Justin Shorter to me who could be Taiwan's replacement. Yeah, you're probably right. I think you get. I think you can get Cam to the practice squad easier than you can get Justin Shorter to the practice squad. Um, I don't think you. I don't think he's subject to waivers anymore. Anyway, I think he really okay. isn't. He been four years now, Cam Lewis. Has it really been? Has it really been that long for Cam Lewis? I think he's been like four years. He wouldn't be subject to waivers. But you make a good point because I'll say, you don't think the New York Giants would love to have Cam? Lewis yeah, on? they'll take anybody. They'll take anybody. And um, okay, so safeties, right? Micah Jordan, Taylor Rapp. Demar Hamlin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then you go to cornerbacks and it's Trey, Dane, Kyrie, Benford, Cam. You're putting Saran there. Saran's a corner. Saran, yeah, Saran Neal is on this team. He is a major special teams player and he's a guy that can be, I think Saran Neal could be a, still a Buffalo nickel kind of guy, big nickel. Well, if you count all the people we just said, Cam Lewis and Taron Johnson, that's 11 defensive backs. I, let me correct myself. He would be subject to waivers. My fault. This is a, this. He's going into his fourth year. Okay. The Giants, to me, the Giants might claim him. They might not. So you could get him out of the practice squad. I also want to say, I'm not predicting he doesn't make it. I think he's literally like right there at the cut line. And you're going to make the decision on numbers, which is what everything you're saying about special teams is that's when that comes into play. Okay. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of trade options. I think the top one would be boogie Basham. And then after that, I think it's probably Shaq Lawson. If there would be somebody out there willing to give you something for Shaq Lawson. And then it's probably an offensive lineman. It's probably one of those depth offense, like a, like a, I don't know, like a Tommy Doyle on that list before that. No, I wouldn't. I don't think they're ready to cut bait. At that, at, I don't no, think. No, I don't think so either. But if we're talking about guys who could potentially be like, "Hey, we got to make a spot here. We got a guy with value." Yeah, that's it's a it's a good point, but I don't think that they'll do it. No, I, I think, think that, that I I think they really like, it, right? No, exactly. Okay, this is our last question. Um, I had it queued up here. Oh, okay. Just how much more fun is training camp now? that it was a couple of years ago when EJ Manuel was the cornerback and just like how different the vibe is. I mean, we've been out there every single day, every single day it's packed every single day. There's tons of energy every single day. You get a legitimate battle between the offense and defense. I think for everybody involved, it's more fun. I, th- I think it's the atmosphere at Bill's training camp is awesome. And I've only been to a handful of training camps. Like I was there, when they did the joint practices with the Steelers. I was there when they did the joint practices with the Panthers. So I've kind of seen that stuff. I've got other friends who work in other markets around the NFL and who have also spent time in Buffalo. And they're like, it's night and day, the Bills compared to some of the other training camps. But yeah, it's it's way more fun. I think it's a really, really cool place to be. It's a really cool setting. And even though it's a bit inconvenient for you know, us driving back and forth to Rochester. I really like that they do it in Rochester still. I, I think that's really, really cool. I think training camp is always fun because it's a new season and you have a lot of different 
things you want to see and people you talk to, all that kind of stuff. There's no doubt about it. Um, it's just more fun, I think, covering a really good team. Whether it's training camp, regular season, training camp was always fun to me because it was the start of a new NFL season. I love football. But yeah, you always had the, oh, the hope of, oh, could this team be okay? Like, you know, who's the quarterback? Now it's, all right, they're really good, man. You're coming out here, you're watching the team. They're buttoned up. They know what they're doing. So no doubt. And training camp's been fun this year with all the people, the people we've seen say hello to us out there. We were hanging out at night. We're going to Barbill. We're doing things like that. So no doubt about it. Matt, before we head on out of here, we need to take a second to thank our producer, Lucas Buckley. Lucas has been with us over a year. We've been doing this show. We appreciate Mm -hmm. everybody who's come aboard. And I think when you listen, when you watch, you probably don't know all of the things that go in behind the scenes to make it happen. The graphics Mm -hmm. you see, the breaks that you hear, coordinating a time, setting it up, making sure that we look good or sound good, hopefully. That's our guy, Lucas Buckley. Today is his final, this episode is his final show fully producing for us. Who knows? Maybe down the road, you know, we'll see him again. And we, you know, because he's going to be hanging around. He's an, he's an Odyssey employee, but I want to bring him in and I'll let you talk about Lucas. I want Lucas to come in to tell everybody what he's doing because it's a great thing and we're really proud of him, but go ahead, Matt. No, Lucas, I just thank you for everything that you've done and for how easy you have made it for Sal and I, because I don't necessarily know if you realize that, but we greatly appreciate it. And we hate that you're leaving, but we're also really, really happy for you because we know this new opportunity is exciting for you. It's a good step in your career. So you will do great. Although I'm a little mad at you because I joked before (laughs) we started the podcast, if you would emergency fill in for us, if we never needed you to, and you reluctantly said, yes, it should have been a very energetic. You know, Listen, you know, I will, you know, I'm sorry. I I can't look nicer. I don't follow uh, your guys guidelines (laughs) of uh, preparing to be on here uh, before coming on. Okay. No, that's okay. We wanted to give you some, (laughs) tell everybody where they can find you and, and tell everybody what you're doing. Well, uh, so I'm going to be doing uh, new uh, anchoring news at WBEN, uh, 9 to 11 o'clock every half hour, so 9, 9.30, et cetera. Um, so I'll be doing that and then just helping out during the morning news program uh, in the newsroom, writing articles and whatnot to contributing there, just summarizing interviews and stuff. And uh, can I plug my Twitter? You absolutely- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I was actually going to say, Lucas also does We're some Sabre stuff. Lucas also does some Saber stuff that is yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, as you so- can see my, uh, my little poster back there, right? I have my little uh, flags, my little um, simulator yeah. raffles, right? Max has the same thing, those um, you know uh, banners hanging up. It's great. They're so cool. The Charging Buffalo, they do a lot of really good stuff for the Sabres. You know, I'm a hockey nut. I know mostly now I cover football, but I watch every Sabres game every single year just because I'm a a hockey lunatic. And a lot of times I follow along with their coverage, especially of like draft prospects and free agency news and all that kind of stuff. So they do good work. And Lucas is involved in that. So that's cool, too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter. L V K E T C B because Luke T C B with the U was taken. So I took the V and said that. We'll make sure we tweet it out for everybody or exit out. I guess you have to say. Let me me ask you this one question, Lucas, you are a big wrestling guy. Yes. Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Of all time. Um, CM Punk. Okay. Very cool. Sal, you know who CM Punk is? I know who he is. I don't, I yeah. used to watch wrestling. I don't anymore. When I was a kid, my favorite wrestler was Jimmy Superfly Schnooker. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Classic. Yeah, Classic. I don't, I don't really have one. I wish I had one. one. I, I, I don't know. Watching. You watched a little bit. I was a teenager. I, yeah, I still watch. Yeah. Like, I watch the big. I'm not, I guess, into it enough to watch AEW. So, like, I yeah. know that that's like the hardcore wrestling show. Yeah. So, that's I'll my, still. That's my scene. I'll still watch. <laughs> probably like the big rest or the big wwe events i'll still watch yeah. wrestlemania royal rumble mm-hmm. SummerSlam. that's pretty much it those yeah. actually money in the bank too those four oh yeah the one. those would be the four that i watch i don't have like uh oh my gosh this guy's the best or i i don't have anybody yeah. like that but yeah i still casually watch but yeah you it's can a- follow lucas for news hockey yeah. wrestling <laughs> primarily That's wrestling right? else, <laughs> else, right? i know yeah. lucas thank you so much we really appreciate you thank, Angel, you, lucas. Love you. thank you guys yeah you got that lucas buckley we'll uh we'll make sure we tweet out when we you know put this episode up and that episode's gonna be on itunes spotify wherever you pod also at sales sports on youtube matt have a great weekend and enjoy the red and the blue return of the red and blue friday night hope to see a lot of people out there as well some listeners to say hi I think we will. I got to figure out how early we're going to try and get to the stadium because I know there's going to be tens of thousands of people there. So I don't think it's game day traffic, but I also don't think it's like driving there on a Wednesday morning for practice traffic. So I got to give myself a little, give ourselves a little bit extra time. All right. For Matt, I'm Sal. For Lucas, I'm Sal. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the podcast on audio and on video. It's always game day in Buffalo. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.